This episode, Jim Harbaugh versus Tony Petiti with Ric Flair hanging out in the corner with a steel chair. Plus, actual football. Nittany Lions, Wolverines, Bulldogs, Rebels, Mizzou, uh, and Tennessee, and uh, Florida man acting up again. Florida man acting up again. You'll see it. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman. And we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. And we are so excited to be back recording a podcast together Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the 2024 Major League Baseball season. I am so excited for this year, Jake. Yeah, we are here with Yahoo Sports. Our time off of podcasting has weighed on me heavy. I've been delivering baseball takes to inanimate objects. So I'm rearing to get back to talking ball with my buddy. So join us on Baseball Barbercast. We're going to have a good time. Hey, everyone. It's Matt Harmon from the Yahoo Fantasy Football Show. Are you sad there's no fantasy football going on right now? Yeah, me too. I've got good news for you, though. It is fantasy baseball season right now. Join a public league, join an instant draft, or create a league with your buddies before opening day. It's Yahoo Fantasy Baseball time. Sign up for the 2024 Fantasy Baseball season at yahoo.com slash fantasy baseball or on the Yahoo Fantasy app. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. How do you listen to the coach that said, this is the worst thing ever to have signals, and they may have gotten the signals? Russ Dillinger. 20 minutes in, the pod has shifted from Michigan sign stealing to porn theaters. Here we are for your entertainment. And SI's Pat Forty. And it's Florida again. Yeah. Like, you know what? Shoot your shot. It's going to work down there. It's going to work in the world's most unhinged state. You drive that thing around Pensacola or Panama City. Yeah, you're getting booty. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Very exciting. Ric Flair. Nature boy <laughs> Ric Flair came to see his old buddy Jim Harbaugh. No better time. Woo! <laughs> Dialing and profiling, kiss stealing, limousine riding. That was fun. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, so they met when he was a Bears quarterback and have been friends ever since. Of course, of course. they have. Of course. <laughs> like there is a battle royal going on. Yes, a royal right? rumble. Your royal rumble is going on, and he's as calm as Ric Flair knowing the script. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Like Harbaugh's like, yeah, what? What's that? See how Blake hit the hole today in practice? Yeah, he's focused on the team in the game, Dan. Roman cut on that slant right. They're perfect. J.J. McCoy, a leader. Um, I don't know. He's hanging out with Ric Flair. Of course he is. Rick said, Tony Batita, you show up, you're going to get Ric Flair. 79-year-old or whatever it is. Anyway, love Ric Flair. Good times. Um, the Michigan scandal remains the big story because – we got no idea whether Jim Harbaugh will or will not coach Saturday's game against Penn State. Kind of a big well, game. We don't know if Jim Harbaugh will ever coach at the University of Michigan again. <laughs> I, probably. I don't know. 
We don't know if he's going to coach again this year. We don't know. We are in a waiting period. Michigan is trying to, I don't know, respond to, to the Big Ten's uh, word that they may be punished for the sportsmanship policy. And so Michigan's – so probably either Wednesday night or Thursday. Uh, does, does the Big Ten wait till late Thursday to try to, like, beat a court injunction because Friday is a holiday? Like, there's all sorts of – you know, we're going into all that. This is the number three team in the country. This is a, a a delicious mystery. There are now more stories popping out as quite easily seen by anyone who's paid any attention. Pandora's box is open and how much flows out and for how long uh, remains to be seen. Um, Pat, you had a story uh, following up on a Larry Lage uh, AP story about uh, multiple schools sharing Michigan signs after they played them with a future Michigan opponent uh, to try to help that opponent defeat Michigan. I mean, presumably that would be the, that would be the goal. Uh, what more do you have on this? We'll get to all the other stuff uh, if I'm not setting the table, but we have no ruling for Michigan until Wednesday night, Thursday. We don't know. And, and certainly a full, full suspension for the rest of the season is absolutely on the table here from the big 10 and probably, I don't know, maybe their most likely move. Uh, it could be two games. It could be the whole thing um, that, I mean, this is, this is wild. I, I, yeah. I, this is this absolutely is... wild. So never even heard yeah. of it. There was the cam Newton situation that they ended up not sitting cam Newton or they had enough lawsuits, but this would be a, a head coach uh, crazy. So anyway, Pat, what is your latest on this? Yeah, uh, this is an unprecedented situation that I can think of where we, we we could have a conference take out the coach of its best team and a number two ranked team in the playoff poll and or number two in the A people, number three in the playoff poll and a strong national championship contender. But that's on the table uh, right now. So what I could add to the equation, uh, a little more detail on information that has come to Michigan from people who believe that Michigan is somewhat being unfairly, I guess, targeted for something that goes on a lot of places. The differentiation being nobody that we know of or has ever heard of in college football has done what Connor Stallions did. Okay. So that is a whole separate thing, but the general idea of teams getting signals of future opponents is not some unique thing. Uh, and so Michigan has received documents that it was told were sent to a Big Ten school from two other Big Ten schools saying, hey, here's all their signs. And it's sheets or documents that have list about 18 what they say are running plays with the corresponding hand signals, um, you know, running in place or pretending to spike a pass means this, means that, whatever, you know, the, all the different hand signals there's, there's maybe a dozen pass plays, there's maybe a half dozen play action plays. Uh, so it goes into pretty good detail. It's not videotape of people actually doing the signs. It's not diagrams of people doing the signs, but it is what opposing schools decoded from watching Michigan tape and from playing Michigan. And then they were sent to, yes, a future opponent. So 
Does this exonerate what Connor Stallings did? No, it does not. What it does is it kicks up a massive prairie dust storm of complication, convolution, equivocation, and do we have a distinction without a difference here between how people have gotten a competitive advantage and how they have it. So that that's where this basically lies, and I think that's going to be part of what Michigan throws back at the Big Ten, says, you know, you're going to penalize us for Connor Stallions, but look what other people were getting on us. The last few days uh, <laughs> have been really interesting. Uh, the uh, trickle of, of information uh, has been fascinating to, to watch really starting, you know, Wednesday, Thursday with the coaches meeting and the ADs meeting and then the meeting Friday with um, Tony Petiti and the Michigan officials. And over the weekend, the you know, the letter came out from the president. Um, and then and then Monday, this kind of mountain of information of, you know, Michigan is, uh, you know, the NCAA turned over its findings to to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten alerted Michigan um, that they basically were in line for a penalty, and they're they're given like I think whatever three days or so to to mount a response, and then Pat's information, the AP's information about Michigan's legal action that they plan on taking, which I think is two parts, right? The the part uh, that you just spoke about about how other teams have done things when it comes to sign stealing, maybe not an elaborate scheme. And then I think the second part is, hey, there's no evidence right now that the NCAA has found that links Jim Harbaugh with with this. Uh, so why would you penalize Jim Harbaugh? And I think that that is obviously going to be the most fascinating, right, is what uh, a judge or a court rules, uh, you know, if a suspension comes down, how a court or judge kind of handles this situation. Uh, it would be a temporary restraining order probably, which would delay a suspension and then lead to a preliminary injunction hearing that would make it permanent potentially. It's just, it's all, it's all really fascinating. I think the big tens sportsmanship policy, which it's, because I think it's going to rely on two things for this potential suspension. One, the sportsmanship policy, uh, which is pretty vague and allows movement on either side, I guess you could say. And in the second part, I think, is pointing back to the NCAA's rule on head coach responsibility um, as well. So, man, um, it's uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. <laughs> no. So I'll get it's, the pats. That, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, the 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 sportsmanship policy actually never defines sportsmanship, which of course is impossible. It's like defining yeah. class, right? And this is I've right. always we've long mocked when one school's yelling about class about the other school. It's like you, <laughs> we've lost the point. We've lost the point. <laughs> the Big Ten expects all contests involving member institutions be conducted without compromise to any fundamental element of sportsmanship. Such such fundamentals include integrity of competition civility toward all and respect, particularly towards opponents and officials. That's it. Yeah. Leaves a lot of leeway. A lot of Leaves a lot of, lot of leeway there. So I don't know that I think it'll be interesting if the, the names of these, when the names of these schools come out, it, it, it's, they, they will leak out somehow. 
there there will be and maybe it's already happened there will be a whole bunch of screaming then because the story becomes a lot more tangible when you know oh it's this and this and this and this guy and that and whatever but there's a couple different things i don't think that this plot it has nothing to do with the michigan case michigan is connor stallions did what connor stallions did or didn't do and Michigan can be punished for that, regardless of what every else do. You don't get away with murder because there are other people committed murder that night. Um, right. So that's it's not really a get out of a jail free card. It is, though, what I would think if I mean, look, these guys haven't been paying attention the whole time because this was coming. I'd literally been laying this scenario out. It was like the second, third day of the scandal. I had a co- assistant coach go, well, what ha- are we using electronics to scout when I when I receive emails? of other people sending me the signals because that was the big thing. You can't get advanced scouting and you can't use electronics. Like, did we violate the rules? They're all doing this. So I think it, 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 it it should be a shot across the bow to the big 10, which seems just barreling along like a runaway train thinking that the tunnel is going to end and it's just halfway built and they're going to crash into the side of the mountain. Um, That this is, terrible precedent so if connor stallions okay merited a full-fledged nca investigation send all of the john duncan's men and women to find this thing out and we need to alert other teams that that uh michigan might have your signals and the competitive balance here is out of whack and all these coaches, oh, my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened. If, if you happen to have someone's signals, you could get 20-point advantage in a, in a football game. And this is the worst scandal. And everyone goes crazy. And you listen to all these people howling and screaming. And then you are presented evidence that at least three or four schools are involved in something else. Maybe it's not quite this, but it's, it's kind of like this. Maybe it's a misdemeanor, not a felony, but it's like saying one car is going hundred and everyone else is on the speed limit. And you go, no, everyone else is going 90 or 85 or whatever. How do you listen to the coach that said, this is the worst thing ever to have signals and they may have gotten the signals <laughs> or they may have had somebody on their staff send the signals. Is it advanced scouting? If let's make it like, let's use Iowa as an example. Okay. Iowa's if you want to advance scout, someone made this joke. You want to advance scout Iowa, steal their play. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like what well, it didn't stallion. One of the, the only big 10 game that stallions or big 10 team that stallions didn't scout was Wisconsin. And the joke was, because I'll give you the scouting report right here. Run up the middle. <laughs> Like if he raises his left hand, they're going to run it. If he raises his right hand, they're going to pass it. That's it. No. If he raises his left hand, they're going to run it. If he raises his right hand, they're, they're still going to run it. Yeah, they're yeah. still going to run it. If he's just eating a hot dog over there, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but, like, how can the NCAA and the Big Ten mobilize and take this, like, the biggest deal? Like, this has been a huge deal. And then get evidence that suggests other teams are doing something similar. Like, 
if if we're going to boil it down to this 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 we need the fundamental element of uh integrity of the competition is it is the integrity of a competition compromised if three teams are ganging up on one team i don't know is it is like wouldn't this merit something and if it doesn't now perhaps michigan has a legal argument concerning this because I think otherwise I could care less whether these guys are doing. And look, I could care less whether they're doing this at all. But the Big Ten and the NCA turn this thing into like Stein ceiling into Armageddon. It, it's just gamesmanship. Of course, they're but this is why you don't even try to enforce it. Of course, someone's friend is sending the, hey, we don't want that team to win. I hate that coach. You're my friend. Here's what we learned about him. Of course you do that. So like, Pat, what do you think? Like, where does this fall in the line and how could it be crickets? Like, shouldn't the two, the if it's two schools and one or three, shouldn't we be warning the, the opponents this weekend of whatever these teams are that apparently, according to the AP, Michigan turned this stuff over to the Big Ten. Shouldn't we be warning them? Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and ain't a whole lot. This is the leakiest boat on earth. Everyone was running. To... <laughs> it is. I Maybe mean, the they did. That... Maybe they did. But the fact that this boat is still afloat is somewhat shocking. Like what we're looking at here, guys, is this is a thin line of demarcation. Maybe even an erasable line. Maybe a movable line. I don't know. But between allowable, not allowable, frowned upon, tolerated. I haven't talked to anybody in the coaching profession or athletic administration who doesn't think Connor Stallions crossed the line. Now, again, how, how big is that line between that and what schools were giving to from, from a big 10 school to another big 10 school, maybe not that thick, but, but they, I've not found anyone who will support Connor Stallions say, Hey, that's all right. You know, that's, that's just the way it goes. Whereas I've had a lot of people say, yeah, this is what coaches do. When you're getting ready to play somebody, you reach out to somebody on another staff and you say, what do you have on X? Now, was there, yes, to Dan's point, this is multiple schools. This could be seen or construed as a gang up situation from people that do not like Jim Harbaugh, do not like Michigan and did not want to see Michigan uh, advance to the college football playoff and win the big 10 and that does that alters the dynamic here honest to god i don't know how this this is the point you've been making all along dan is how does the big 10 walk that line how do they satisfactorily this has become almost like the secretary uh, um the, the supreme court was it warren burger that said i the definition of pornography i know it when i see it very vague <laughs> How much very, porn very did that vague. guy watch? How much porn did that guy watch? <laughs> we should Good you know God. check the check hard drives back then. Yeah, yeah my God. <laughs> back then, that's yeah, dirty, that's, that's, dirty bastard, man. Jeez. Like home Lord. movies, you got to get like sent uh, yeah. off the old school. Yeah, you had to go yeah. to like a theater or something in like a shaky yeah, part yeah. of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes in the pot has shifted from michigan sign stealing to porn theaters what the hell Here is we going are on in the supreme court for your entertainment 
Dude, don't uh, go in his uh, office. Make sure you knock. All right, back to your point, Pat. Pat. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But I, this is this is really difficult. And again, Tony Petiti is going to make a decision that's going to infuriate vast numbers of people. Whatever the decision is, and Michigan is going to, if it is a suspension, Michigan's going to fight it with every ounce of ammo they've got, and that's why we're seeing some of these stories coming out. So I would say. Go ahead and suspend. If you want to suspend Harbaugh for good, go ahead. But you can't look. I, the, the line of demarcation is more than we're not even bothering with that. <laughs> but we're you're gone. That's why I think I've been saying the nuclear option here is naive. It's naive. I don't think they they are thinking more than they are running around with their hair on fire and they want to get Jim Harbaugh. Hey, fine, whatever. Connor Stallions gave the Big Ten the knife to stab Jim Harbaugh, but there's a prison riot going on behind you. Something's going on. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, well, it's, it's why is this kind of un unprecedented, right? If he, if he levies some kind of penalty, I don't think we've, I mean, I don't know. You guys are uh, <clears throat> older than me. So I don't know if you can remember a time where a con where, the, where a, a situation where a conference jumped ahead of the NCAA's investigation, right to to levy levy a penalty itself, I feel like you know we don't. It's pretty unusual. We don't see it very often. And look, the NCAA's investigation, it's it's got another several weeks, if not months, right? Because they've got to talk to probably all the coaches and everything. Like, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be into <laughs> after the season. Uh, for sure. Uh, and then Michigan has 90 days to respond to anything like we're a long way from the NCAA being done. So I assume that's why, right. Tony Petiti um, is, is wanting to take matters into his own hands. We just haven't seen a lot of people do it in, in just from talking to a few commissioners and other administrators, kind of like asking them privately, Hey, what would you do here? I think a lot of them point back, to the NCAA. Hey, that's why the NCAA is there. They can handle it. We're hands off. Um, so this is a weird kind of unprecedented situation that that the Big Ten may do. Yeah. Um, real quick add on that. Just the, from our story, there, there is a I get there seems to be if this person's interpretation of Petiti's view is accurate. I mean, like I. I a real outrage on Tony Petiti's behalf. Uh, this was a quote from a Big Ten administrator. Tony told Michigan this is the worst scandal in Big Ten history, not including game fixing, which it's clearly not. But that if does. but if that's the way, <laughs> yeah. if that's the way Petiti views this, then you what know that is... might explain why he is trying to right. get ahead of the NCAA right. here. Let me ask you something. Okay, so I, just. How in the world could anyone think that? <laughs> Somebody who was involved as, as a network executive at the time that the Jerry Sandusky stuff was going down and wasn't paying that much attention? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Sandusky, Nasser, those, those would be the worst scandals. But even on-field or, or recruit, like how, like how could somebody, this is not defending Michigan. This is not saying, Jim, do, do, how, how could anyone be a commissioner of a major conference and take this and say that, especially when, okay, we've never heard of anyone do what Connor Stallion's done. Do we know? 
we've never heard we didn't know that they were all sharing well how extensive does it get what else is that like how could anyone look back or forward and call <laughs> if you have the information that some team played Michigan and had all of their signs because two other teams gave it to them and then looked at Connor Stallion and said this is the worst thing in the history of the of the 120 years of the Big Ten we've had players die if players get sick from workouts, we've had oh, yeah, think unbelievable. Of think of the Maryland yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We've had unbelievable recruiting scandals, like just back when like teams weren't doing. I, I mean, how how does somebody say that? I, that's going to show up in a lawsuit. <laughs> My God, I don't I don't get it. Somebody make that I, that statement make sense to me. Yeah. And why I, anyone I, would admit it out loud. This. Yeah. Well, this is a Big Ten administrator's interpretation. I mean, okay. maybe it's a direct quote. I hope not. Maybe, I hope I he never said know. that. Yeah. And I hope that's not his thinking because you can't be the judge and be like that. Right. Like, I hope that's not true because that is asinine. I mean, if you're going to make this into a big scandal and the NCA is going to make Connor Stallions into something that they drop everything and pour all their resources in, then they need to pour resources into all the other ones. And again, I've said all along, it's not whether there's another Connor Stallions, it is whether there's a half a Connor Stallions. Right. If you're going to punish Jim Harbaugh with, you're done, buddy. We're wiping you out for the final. Let's see, there's three games. There's a big test, uh, six games potentially. You're suspended indefinitely. It is a the biggest threat ever. Then what happens when there's half a Connor Stallions? Do you give them two games? Do you give them, I mean, this thinking by Tony Petiti and 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 the NCA is like, he may put his whole he may put like ten schools on probation. Well, that's where this could get really. I would. I, I hesitate everyone's to say dropping fun, dimes on everybody. It's yeah, fun for us. <laughs> but if I was running the league, I'd be like, well, let's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm shocked there's gambling in this casino. Right? What's that? Casablanca or whatever? Like, no, there's not. You know, you don't look. I I I'm I don't know where this is headed, but it just looks like there's a cliff. Yeah, I this uh, you know the old thing when the where Hartley Dykes got four schools in the Southwest Conference on probation at once for illegally recruiting him. Yeah, this, this if we really go whole hog after this, we could have like maybe all the schools implicated, or at least like more than what, half. Of what the if Big you're Ten Iowa? Teams. What if you're Iowa? I'm gonna say Iowa isn't stealing anyone's anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna, let's let's just use them as the example. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe they are. I'm not. I, Hawkeyes are just get. They're just busy like getting no. drunk and cheering punts. That's what they do. Kirk Ferentz is sitting there watching the old reel to reel film in black and white on the wall of his uh, office. But if, if that, I'm Kirk Ferentz, I'm like, wait a minute. This is now a vile. Like I, pro Kirk Ferentz can coach a long time. He knows all the stuff that goes on. And he's uh, Connor Stallions crossed the line. Maybe he's offended by that. Fine. I, 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 I totally get all that. Connor Stallions did cross a line. There's no question that uh, this sportsmanship policy is very vague. That's that that's crossing the line. But what if he's sitting there going, well, I don't really care what the hell's going on in Michigan. Ohio state, Michigan can, can, but you know what? Minnesota did this or Nebraska. Like I can get us like they can all turn on each other. And if there's one place that isn't didn't do it, 
Like I'd be running internal investigations to find out how hard we can push on everybody else. You could put yourself, you could put your whole league in a lot of trouble. I, I would not feel comfortable if I was any athletic director or any head coach. You may think you didn't do it. Guess what? One month ago, if you told Jim Harbaugh this, he would have been like, wait, what? Apparently, because we have, there's been no evidence, but it, his answer would likely have been, he would have been on that call screaming too, probably. If this had been Ohio State, Connor Stallions had been a grown up a Buckeye fan, Jim Harbaugh be screaming about Ohio State. But I just like this thing could just mushroom or they have to just sit there and say, we're only punishing Michigan and we don't care what all you other guys did because we can. I don't, I don't know. I just it seems like we're I don't know how they're getting out of this. This is my 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 point, I guess. Uh, well, it just it opens up a can, right? I mean, it just it opens it up. Um when when you hand down like i said I, I i'm i'm like racking my brain trying to think of the last time a league delivered some big harsh punishment on a uh, on a school or a coach while the nca was was digging in their own investigation and when you do that yeah i mean it'll it'll open up a can um i i so here is kind of like a you know the devil's advocate of what you're you're saying is this is unlike anything we've ever seen sort of thing uh, as right. far as the scope of it, right? At 65, we reported yesterday, like 65 people were involved, 65 associates. That's according to the NCA's investigation thus far. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a lot. And uh, if there's 65, there's probably at least 50 games scouted, maybe more, maybe it's person a game. So maybe there's 65 plus. Uh, but I think the scope of it is what, you know, is what really, uh, really what? is the difference here. Uh, but it's it doesn't a hard matter, line. Right? Like it's a hard and fast yeah, line of like, mm -hmm. as long as you didn't do that, everything else is okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, would you rather yeah. have one of Connor Stallion's buddies just film in a game? I mean, like the Penn State at UMass game, or would you like the offensive coordinator at this school saying, here are the signs? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. They got to create a hard and fast. As long as you didn't have anybody buy a ticket at another school. But if they're not investigating this stuff and they're not calling and saying, hey, we now have a, a suggestion, an allegation that schools are sharing stuff to try to beat a common opponent they don't like. And you're not doing anything right now. I'm guessing that that that's ending up in a lawsuit saying, how serious is this? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not privy to whatever this lawsuit's going to be, but seems well, crazy. You know, I thought you. I thought you brought up an interesting point. I forgot Friday is a holiday, so there won't be court. Won't be in session. So yeah, I mean, if the Big Ten <laughs> waits long enough, uh, then an, there's no time for an injunction before potentially before the Penn State game, which means obviously Michigan would go in. Potentially without, a, you know, without a, its coach. A, a proper judge uh, at the uh, Eastern District of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Coming <laughs> so on the holiday. U.S. Federal Court. Easter, he might be working late oh. Thursday night. I have, yeah. I, I'm sure that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how all that works, but I don't know. I don't know. Pretty wild. All right. Well, that's where we're at. It's only getting juicier. It's only getting juicier. And I just, you know, monster penalty for Harbaugh potentially in Michigan. I mean, you wipe out a guy's coach. That's about as aggressive as it gets. That's about as other than a postseason ban. That's the as aggressive. I mean, wait, death penalty, I guess, or something like that. Um, 
Know your sportsmanship, folks. Know your sportsmanship. All right. Uh, also, this weekend, uh, number three, Michigan at number 11, Penn State. Hey, any subplots? <laughs> this, this is a huge football game. Huge Michigan, game. Huge game. We've been waiting. Michigan has. Mich- How many headlines can Michigan create when they haven't played a damn game yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet to play a ranked opponent. and they Drama, 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 time. drama. This is yeah. why I'm like, man, isn't at some point Michigan just like, Jim, just. It's like we're worn out. Just go somewhere else and we'll hire another coach. Like it's like Urban just wore out Ohio State. Right. Right. It's the same with I remember Saban with LSU. They were like at the end when he was kept flirting every year. We're going to the NFL finally. When he uh, went, they were like, Thank God. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I this is just exhausting. You know, run your staff better. Like do you know, you need to put the fear of God in these grad assistants or whatever that you don't yeah. step out of line or I will kill you and end your career. He didn't do all that. So there's plenty of yeah. Jim Harbaugh blame to go around, but I would just be like, please Raiders will kick in, <laughs> but they are nine and zero. they're going they to Penn state eight and one Penn state season almost as boring. They've had one yeah. interesting game. They lost it. Like this yeah. is the boringest two boring teams. We had no idea. How good is Penn state? I don't know. How good is Michigan? I don't know. They both look good at times. Two tremendous defenses. James Franklin desperately needs this big win. Same story as we had against Ohio State. They lose 20 to 12. Pat, your thoughts on the, the showdown noon in, in, in Happy Valley? Well, we don't know who's going to be on the sidelines coaching. We don't know how much attention and time the head coach at Michigan has actually spent on coaching this week. Um, I mean, this is like the mother of all distractions here. And, uh, we, I think, I mean, on paper, Michigan is not just better, but probably a lot better. Dan, you and I saw Penn state in person. We were underwhelmed. They've got to play much, much better. Maybe the home field will help them. Maybe Michigan is not as prepared as they would be under normal circumstances and thus a little bit vulnerable, but Like the amount of everything swirling around, this will be an incredible test of the Michigan players' focus. It was, okay, you you can get through some controversy when you're playing Michigan State and when you're playing Purdue. Penn State's a little bit of a different animal, and we'll see how they handle that. I expect they will handle it well, but got to see it on the field. This is uh, like becomes just an absolutely fascinating game. It is. I, uh, I'm heading up there just a you know three hour or so drive from from DC. So I um I'm excited for uh for this one. In fact, I think it's like my third consecutive Penn State Michigan Happy Valley game. Um I've I've covered the one two years ago and the one four years ago. And uh man, they you know, the Penn State fans show out for this one. I think both of those games, those previous games were wideouts. Uh, they they show out for this one. It gets loud, and um, I think it's supposed to be typical like November, like pretty chilly weather. Kickoff at at noon, so I'm I'm excited for this one. I don't know really what to expect. I mean, Michigan has been the most dominant team uh, in college football this year, but they're also probably the only top ten, maybe top twenty five team who who hasn't played a ranked opponent so i um i don't know what to think um this will be 
not only will this be their first test, real test against opponent-wise, just the, the other team, but it's a road game uh, in a loud place that's difficult to play in here. And it comes amid all of this controversy all week, and they might not have their head coach. It's it's just fascinating to see what's uh, what's going to happen. Can can you imagine? I'm, I'm sure there's there's um, Penn State and James Franklin have never been uh, rooted uh, rooted for like they will on Saturday by a vast majority of people who who want to see the Wolverines in their uh, coach if he's not there or there lose to me this has got to be if jj mccarthy is a first round pick if jj mccarthy is a heisman trophy winner if jj mccarthy is as ta- as a uh, as as harbaugh has said you know potentially the greatest quarterback to ever play at the university of michigan a list which includes both him and tom brady <laughs> granted brady was not peak Brady at the time, but he was pretty dang good. Then JJ McCarthy needs to play like that this week. Uh, he was a little off last week, but he still completes an enormous amount of his passes. Ohio state was not able to really stretch the field or, or get big vertical plays despite having uh, Marvin Harrison jr. It was basically Marvin Harrison jr. Was it. And he made some incredible catches in that game. And that was the deciding factor against Penn state. Marvin Harris, Marvin Harris, we talked about this. If Marvin Harrison Jr. from Philadelphia decided to stay in his home state school, Penn State very well may have won that game. If I think if Michigan can get that kind of downfield attack, they don't have Marvin Harrison uh, by any means, but they do have some. They they have a better quarterback, um, and that's on JJ McCarthy. Then then they probably should win. Blake Corum is incredible around the goal line. We have not seen Donovan Edwards break out yet, and then the defense. You know, I will say this, no matter how mad people get at their sign stealing, people are like, that defense is good. Uh, no one's no one's denying that. They got some players. So I don't know. I, I would think Michigan is the is is I think they are favored, right? Um, but this is the JJ McCarthy game. I mean, this is it. You can't be you you can't just be like, Yeah, we beat all these other teams. I'm great. And like this is the game you gotta be really good. And we have seen across college football quarterbacks step up in these games whether it's michael Penix or it's bo nix or it's even caleb williams and losses or it's uh Jaden daniels or even you know jalen milrow the other day it's like this is the this is alabama lsu you got to make a you got to make plays so that's who i'm focused on the one benefit if harbaugh in there is he didn't call the plays harbaugh's benefit to the program is probably more sunday through friday not that not having Jim Harbaugh wouldn't, it would probably help to have Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, no question. But it's not like, I think like a Lincoln Riley has more of like a, like impact on a, an act, right? So I think that would be kind of be one interesting factor in this. But this game, by the way, pits the number one defense in total yards, Michigan against number two defense in total yards, Penn State. Yeah. They're separated by like three yards. And I think when it comes to scoring, uh, it's number one and number three, Michigan number one, 6.7 points a game in Penn State, 11.9 a game. I don't know. What, what is the over? But neither have played a damn under? team. That's right. the thing. Well, except, yeah, except Penn State. One game. Uh, and Ohio game, State yeah. scored 20. Yeah. Over under is 44 and a half. Um, 
but uh, I was just yeah just checking the weather too for Saturday. It doesn't look like it's going to be a rain game or an off field. Mm-mm. So forty six no, and partly like, sunny. Yeah, very much a November Big Ten game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, it's not the only game. Guess what? The boring nope. old SEC's playing football. <laughs> the just football. It doesn't mean more. It doesn't mean more. <laughs> I think some SEC folks are a little jealous, right? Yeah, of the Big Ten attention. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. We got to cause some controversy. We got to yeah, get. We need. We our... got to get a scandal going. We're usually the ones like in this position. Yes, that's boring, right. boring, boring, boring. <laughs> we need Greg our Sankey. lunatic fringe to be the lunatic fringe. Come on, uh, Sankey is like holding all. He's like controlling it. Dear leader has got control over everything. It's just sort of like. <laughs> everything he's running the league perfectly like just play some football we're good i mean like everything in the big 10 is is a battle royale like it was even like iowa the iowa northwestern game i made the crack about murphy's bleachers like tough day at murphy's bleachers standing up top freezing watching that bad game word comes out who knows this is i don't know how you measure this in history but murphy's bleachers says they sold more beer on saturday than any day in the history of their of their operation this is a bar that sits across the street from the outfield of of Wrigley Field and has bleachers on the on their roof. You can watch the Cubs. Like like even a bad football game sets records for something. <laughs> and that's where Iowa truly excels. By God, yeah. if you got to watch that team, you drink a lot. Defense, punting, and beer drinking. Just yeah, and it was not the Northwestern people. They may, it may be like yeah. two guys were in there in purple <laughs> right. helping out. Exactly. But Iowa came strong. I think Iowa could win that, that, that shot challenge too. I think Iowa's <laughs> now my team that could take, if they make the uh, college world series Rocco's because they're close. They got proximity. Dudes would just be running across some council bluffs all day. <laughs> just go up no, there and contribute. They would, they, they would be a dominant I think I, force. Iowa could do it. Anyway, Ole Miss, Georgia. Ole Miss 10, Georgia 2, according to the uh, playoff committee. Get your popcorn ready. Last time Ole Miss had a game, big game, kind of a no-show. Didn't do anything against Alabama. It was a disappointing loss, and we thought, geez, you know, is 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 Lane Kiffin's program, like, going to make that jump to at least compete? That was what was disappointing in that game. They have responded. They beat LSU by 6. They beat Arkansas by seven. They beat Auburn by seven. They beat Vandy by 25. Then they beat AM by three. They responded with five wins. They are battle-tested. I would give them that. They are winning games, tight games. Pat, can they walk into the, the hedges and take on the dogs? Is, does, does Ole Miss have it in them? Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Junk, Judkins, can they do it? I don't think so, but you know what? I mean, Missouri stayed on the field for four quarters against Georgia, so Mississippi probably can as well. Uh, Mississippi, I think, has a better quarterback than Missouri does. They've got a very, you mentioned, very good running back in Judkins. I don't know whether their defense is good enough. I suspect Georgia will be able to move the ball pretty consistently against them. As long as Carson Beck, you know, avoids major errors which he's done a very good job of for the most part here recently uh, i think they're going to be tough to beat um at home and they're you know it's interesting if you watch the broadcast of uh missouri georgia they 
the announcers were almost one of the, the analysts. I don't remember who it was, was almost hinting that like Brock Bowers is about ready to go. Uh, I don't know whether you put him in this game, but it seems like Brock Bowers is accelerating his timetable. And if he doesn't play this week, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays next week in Nayland stadium against Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that he had that, remember that tightrope, uh, surgery we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and it's the turnaround time for that is as quickly as two weeks um sometimes but probably more like three three-ish weeks uh and so we're, we're we're getting into that territory um yeah they you know i i i do i actually think that almost can go in there and win uh i just i you know i am concerned uh about about almost uh defense in in slowing uh Georgia uh you know I know Georgia's not incredibly explosive uh on offense especially without Bowers but uh but but almost has has struggled uh defensively uh now I mean you know A&M put up 35 points and, and almost won that game uh and even Auburn who had, <laughs> who struggles to move the ball scored three touchdowns uh against Ole Miss so that's the concern but Ken Ole Miss and, and Lane Kiffin uh you know, hog the ball, basically. Can they can they keep uh can Judkins can they keep the ball and kind of pound it? I mean, not a lot of teams can do that against Georgia. Um, so I doubt that. Uh but I I, I think it's gonna be a tight game. And um like Dan kind of mentioned the game against Alabama earlier this year, you know, like it seemed like there was so much confidence around Ole Miss that they could go in and get susceptible Alabama and they just they didn't show up offensively at all so I think maybe that changes and and they at least show up for this game um I'm just I would be concerned that their defense just isn't going to do enough to win it in the end interesting on Bowers what do you wait and this is the this is little bit where Georgia should be able to beat Missouri and Ole Miss at home, then go to Tennessee and win. They should. But there's also this sort of softening bit, right? Ole Miss is going to get Georgia after a tough, hard-fought game against Missouri. And even the week, you know, Florida, they rolled over, but that's still a tough game. And does Ole Miss, at at the very least, take enough out of them where where Georgia's a little weaker limping into Tennessee? Not just injuries, but just exhaustion right. mental exhaustion all of this stuff so really interesting little period here uh i don't know what i don't really care what the ratings are going to be tonight but i think if they do beat Ole miss they move to number one they might already be number yeah. one right. yeah. yeah yeah that's whatever. yes we'll get that tuesday night uh yeah well they're the talk, talk about a backloaded schedule i mean i don't think georgia played a ranked team until uh Maybe Missouri, Kentucky, Kentucky was ranked at the time. At the time, yeah, but but like God, Lee. I mean, um, they get Florida, which I know is not great, but still, it's a big rivalry game and a big game. And they get Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Georgia. I mean, boom, 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 boom. After after a starting slate that, uh, and then Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, and then you finish incredible. with Georgia Tech. That's they get three ranked yeah. teams bookended by two rivalry games. Yeah. And that's a, that's a quite a stretch, stretch to close. Yeah. Oh, we're and then they might get Alabama. And they yeah. might get Alabama. The old yeah. master. Well, Got to earn it. It's the SEC. It's just football. Just football. no drama. <laughs> no drama league. Just football. Uh, um, 
it's of lesser interest. I mean, these are the two big games this weekend, but I am intrigued to see Tennessee and Missouri, both seven and two. Mm-hmm. The game's at Mizzou. The Vols get Georgia in a week, and obviously winning this game sets up a mega clash back in Knoxville, momentum, all of that stuff. Before the East, basically, right? I mean, Tennessee would have to finish off Vanderbilt, right? And Vanderbilt to end the year. Tennessee could still win the East, right? But they could win the East. Yeah, they beat Georgia. They they beat Missouri, Georgia. You know, they'll have that game again into the year against Vanderbilt, and they win that. They go to the yeah, they go to the championship game. Right, because well, no, they they have two losses. They lost to Florida and Alabama. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, so no. So they that would Florida need Georgia. Oh, they need Georgia to, to, lose, to lose to Ole Miss. Yeah. 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 Um, but what yeah. realistically, yeah, Missouri, Tennessee is for second in the SEC. And maybe like, you know, we'll see with with LSU, but I can just tell you this from a Missouri standpoint, having gone to school there, like they are eternally frustrated that they don't get into big bowls. And that's on them for not having enough fans to buy tickets. But if you beat Tennessee here and you get into the clubhouse at 10 and 2, Missouri might finally get a bid to a glamour bowl game uh, that they've been hankering for. If you go back like the 2017 that was ranked number one for a while and barely missed a BCS championship game, and then they got plummeted down like to the, I don't know what bowl it was, but it wasn't, they, they wanted to go to the Orange Bowl and they didn't get that. So anyway, that's that's kind of what's at stake for Missouri. By the way, if we were in the era of the expanded playoff, this game is a play yeah. in a, a lot of ways, game, right? This, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. This the loser. Of this game is almost certainly out, not at nine and three at best, of getting an at-large berth, one of the six or seven at-large berths. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is a game where the winner, you know, can can stay alive. Uh, so these are the kind of games that you think about in an expanded playoff realm for an at-large berth that are. Really important. Huge. Yeah, yeah. Whole whole bunch of other ones too. But in this case, it's just how good is your season? Because if Missouri can come in at ten and two, that's a great season for them. I, I think Absolutely. they've had a great season anyway, but this is that one to kind of put the cap on it um and go. But yeah, this would be playoffs. And then Georgia's sitting there saying, Well, I want the buy or I want home field or yeah. whatever the heck. You know, there's some other elements to it and all of that. All right. Quick uh people's court, people's court. We had a situation in Florida again. Mm-hmm. Florida man. <laughs> He's active. Florida? Yeah. Producing uh, stories? Florida, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Florida man was cited this week for driving a truck uh, that he had painted. That was painted similar to the look of the U.S. Border Patrol. <laughs> kind of got the white and the green and all that. Uh, but he wrote Booty Patrol on it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Florida, Florida, Florida. Uh, instead of Border Patrol, it was Booty Patrol. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, the driver was pulled over Sunday. This is NBC News. Glad this made NBC News. Um, nothing else going on in the world for NBC. I mean, we could talk about this because we're an idiotic college football podcast. Yeah. <laughs> NBC, Gaza, Ukraine. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. Seems like there's things going on in the world. Anyway, not my purview. The driver was pulled over Sunday and cited under a law that deals with prohibited vehicle lights that resemble those of law enforcement. The sheriff's office posted the truck on social media to, quote, raise awareness about people impersonating authorities. No, they did that because it's funny. 
They did that. Even the cops want to go viral. Uh, it does look just like a border patrol, but it says booty patrol. My point would be what border is it? They don't have a, I guess they have a border. All of it's well, a border. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, but not, come with, over not with C. Yeah, it, it, there is no border with any international. There's not an international border other than well, the water. The water, I guess. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff smuggled through Florida. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, appropriate punishment, Justice 40, on uh, booty, if you paint booty patrol on your truck. And would this even work? Would this impress? Let's say this guy's looking to meet a nice young lady, um, and he's driving. A the nice booty young lady. Sure. <laughs> booty booty patrol truck driver is like, ooh, I would love a nice proper okay. woman. Or else he's a, whatever he's doing, would this impress any female motorist or male motor? I don't really care what motorist. Hmm. Uh, no judgment. This is judgment free zone, although this is the people's court. Judgment free on that. Yeah. Would this help him attract booty if he was if he lets the world know he's on patrol for this this uh thing? Well, in Pat. terms of pun, in terms of punishment, we're not throwing the Tony Petiti book at him at all. I mean, he's just <laughs> let go on time served or whatever, just having to go get booked and go get talked to people. He's he's uh, free to go, and it's Florida. Yeah, you know what? Shoot your shot. It's gonna work down there. <laughs> it's gonna work in the world's most unhinged state. You drive that thing around Pensacola, or, uh, Panama City. Yeah, you're oh, getting yeah. booty. You are getting booty. Yes. Yeah. The Redneck Riviera. Yeah. Stay on the panhandle. My people stay on the panhandle there. (laughs) Yeah. Get all the booty you want with that truck. No problem. He needs needs a hashtag counter thing like now of how much booty he gets underneath where it says booty patrol. You know, one, two, three, four, diagonal, five, six, seven. There's a different part where he has a symbol, like a seal. Uh, this was in DeSoto County, which is where Arcadia is, Arcadia, Florida, where my in-laws used to live. There is, uh, they it, it, it had a symbol, like a seal that kind of looked like the Border Patrol, but it was, uh, it it uh, it said, uh, oh, where'd it go? I, I want to get make sure I get the, the language right. National Booty Behavior Protection is what the truck said. <laughs> Booty behavior. Okay. Uh, wait, well, no, the Guardian, the Guardian too. Isn't this a serious thing? They found the guy. Hold on, what Daily Mail sleeping? My, I need my British. I don't need a, the fancy yeah. ass Guardian getting this Daily Mail. I think we're breaking up with the Daily Mail. Uh, no, no, no. They, they, there's a lot of solid. 18 year old Ga- Gabrielle Luviano. I'm sorry, he did an interview with USA Today. Okay. Uh, it it's just funny. It was never meant to be anything bad. I mean, look, they already got me. He said he's going to pay his fine. And uh, the, the the support, the people on social media were supporting Gabriel. I mean, you're 18. Yeah, no. Arcadia, Florida, not exactly like my, you know, South Beach. <laughs> yeah. What if the booty he gets is retiree booty? Yeah. You got to got to advertise. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I say just slap on the wrist but i don't know maybe suspended indefinitely <laughs> what do i know apparently <laughs> suspended indefinitely you have to go clean out the offices at, at uh, big ted headquarters in chicago pandora's box anyway you can't what's open up pandora's, pandora's box it is here. pandora's i'm not not me i don't fall for these traps 
I saw this. I saw this cliff coming from from day one. I don't know if anyone else running college athletics did, uh, but uh, I did. Yeah, we're not opening Pandora's box. Next thing you know, everyone's painting. This guy painted a little bit. What is it? Anyway, that's it. All right, that's the ridiculous show. I, I this is I never thought we'd be discussing all of this crap in the middle of uh, November, but it is. Uh, it's only heating up. So Thursday's show should be fantastic. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> the federal yeah. courts may shut down, but we ain't. <laughs> it's only Har- getting better. Harbaugh versus Petiti. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Cage match. And then we get actual football. What's better than that? All right. Continue to share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. We try to handle these things in, uh, you know, uh, some kind of depth. We, we try. Like we said, we're not good at just screaming uh, 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 one or the other. Yeah. Uh, overreacting. I, I- this is uh, I, this is a complicated, difficult deal. So I, I, for the people that just want to reduce it to a simple yes, do this; no, don't do that. It's mm. uh, difficult to do. I'm 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 someone who you know takes very measured opinions. As uh, you know, I as, as the author of Death to the BCS, <laughs> um, wasn't an overreaction at all. All right, <laughs> we'll talk to you later this week. Could be emergency pods. I literally oh. have no idea what's going to happen in the next four days. Seriously. Anything no is idea. possible. Stay tuned. Stay ready. Yeah. A lot of things are possible. I'll, I'll leave you with that, that little uh, that, that hint. A lot of things are possible. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>